Welcome out there to another awesome episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so glad to have you with us today. If you're a first-time listener to The Album Argument, we are a podcast, basically, where two dudes get together, share an album with each other, and we pick the best and worst songs from that record. And we have live reactions, too. Live reactions. So we might expect what the other might say. Yeah. We have no idea what the other might say. Yeah. Sometimes we throw chairs. We often throw chairs. Sometimes we hug and rejoice. Don't tell people about that. Very rarely do we do that, right? So, I mean, <laughs> otherwise we'd have to change the name of the podcast from the album argument to the album agreement. And the that, album, just doesn't, oh, that doesn't work. That just doesn't work. I don't work. like that. So, yeah, no. anyways, we argue about the best and worst of these albums. Yeah, yeah. And this is one album that, well, I'm going to say a lot of people probably are going to argue about. This is a very divisive record uh, amongst fans of the genre. And we're going to talk today about Metallica's album reload now this album was kind of suggested uh on our facebook page a fan of the album argument first off thank you very much for listening his name is yes. paul scheifert thanks paul for listening i hope i'm saying your name right paul made a suggestion that we listen to metallica's saint anger now paul let me be real with you for a second here i in good conscience cannot give that record to jeremy to listen to because not only would he just fall over like of boredom or just the depravity that would come out. I mean, it's just, Oh, it's bad. Is that the one with the snare drum ringing? Yes. Okay. It's right. Thank you of, for not giving me that. It album. is one of the worst records I have ever heard. It is so bad. And so maybe not songs, just actual, just sound. everything. No, the right. songs are, the oh, songs okay. are not good either. Okay. There's, there's not a single guitar solo on the whole record. Um, you know, they were trying let's go back to our like punk and metal roots and stuff. No, it's, it's just a bad record. So Paul, Paul, I can't do that one. I can't do St. Anger, man, but I can do another Metallica record that is, you know, somewhat controversial. And that's Metallica's Reload. Wait, I've never heard of Metallica. I've heard of Metallica. Metallica! Oh, you're talking about the same band? Yeah, the same band. Metallica. Metallica. Can't say just Metallica. Metallica. Sorry. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. So anyways. That's fine. So uh, basically, Metallica's Reload. Let's let's give you a little bit of history. Metallica is a band from San Francisco, a metal band, a heavy metal band from San Francisco, uh, consisting of lead singer, guitarist James Hetfield, uh, guitarist Kurt Hammett, Jason Newstead, the bass player uh, at this time, and then of course everybody's favorite drummer out there, Lars Ulrich, who has not angered the community at all over the years for any of his thoughts beliefs money issues or anything of that nature and but you know this is this is an album from this heavy metal band well as the 90s came through and and you know metallica's popularity kept skyrocketing metallica decided to do something a little bit different and originally they had planned on releasing a double album called load well Halfway through the recording of Load, the double album, they've decided that, meh, this is getting a little boring, or maybe we don't have enough songs, so let's let's go ahead and just put out half of it now, and we'll go ahead and call that Load, and then maybe in a year we'll put out the other half. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that maybe they should not have put out that other half, and just just left it as maybe an EP or something of that nature. But what came out of it was an album called Reload, and it... It's, it's kind of interesting in a way because Load and Reload were Metallica trying hard rock versus the heavy metal side. Now, a lot of fans were very divided by this. 
I kind of think it's cool in the sense of it opened the door for other bands to be a little bit more experimental. So if we can take one thing out of this, it's Metallica paved the way saying, hey, you can be a major label band who's one genre and now try something else. Even though it's not a huge shift, let's be real. Hard rock is not a big shift from heavy metal, but it's enough of a shift that it, it angered a lot of people at the time. Well, so this was 1997, right? When this one came out. Yeah, so, Load came out in 96. This one came out in 97. So also it's just kind of cool, or maybe it was a perfect wordplay of Load and Reload. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think so. I think it's pretty cool. I think I, I like that. But then also just thinking 97, sorry to throw in. It's no, very good. 90s. It is very 90s. You so can tell. You say hard rock. I just think it sounds like the 90s. Okay, that works. Yeah. I, I still I still would say hard rock. When I think of like songs like Breakfast at Tiffany's or stuff like that that's also playing on the radio that's at 90s. this time. That's yeah. that's very 90s. That's 90s rock, where this, on the other hand, is definitely, in my opinion, much heavier, much harder, so this would be the hard rock side. Well, I would say just in terms of tone and guitar and drums and so forth, this sounds, uh, in terms of Metallica's catalog, sounds more like a Soundgarden, Pearl yeah. Jam-type 90s. Okay. Just this, the rock All right, of I get that. what you're saying. Not, not necessarily grunge, just the, the clarity of it. Yeah. Compared to early Metallica and newer Metallica, that definitely has that Metallica sound that's yeah. the metal sound. So I just have to throw that in no, there. It sounds fair. very 90s. That's fair. It does sound very 90s. Now, this was released on Electro Records and produced by Bob Rock, though also produced sort of by James and Lars just more or less putting their two cents into everything. But Bob Rock, he's a very famous producer. He's produced many uh, Metallica records and and even played bass on uh, one of their records as well. Uh, Sadinger, you know, there we go. Now, Jay, since this was a suggestion from Facebook, I, I have to be honest. I am not a huge Metallica person. Same. I do, however, like certain Metallica songs. And I come to find that I like more of their hard rock stuff versus their metal stuff. Now, that might anger some people out there, but that's okay. But my favorite Metallica record is actually Metallica's S&M. Their album that they did with the San Francisco Orchestra, which was, to me, absolutely beautiful. And you and I both growing up in the orchestra playing, that's when it came out, was during that time. And I remember Christmas that year, my mom bought three different copies of that album because my brother and I and my dad would refuse to share it with each other. That she ended up having to buy two more copies because we had it on constant rotation at our house. You go into my room, it's blasting. You go to my brother's room, it's blasting. You go down to the garage, it's blasting. My dad's got it going. So we ended up buying multiple copies of Metallica's S&M. To me, that is still Metallica's best record. And I know there's a lot of people right now that are yelling at their their phone or their radio or whatever it is they're listening to this podcast on, cursing me out and calling me a bad person for that. I'm sorry. I like what I like. Well, it's also in terms of it is an album that is not original. I think they might have had one they original had one song. one original right? song on it. And so, that's actually a really good song, too, on that yeah, record. So in a way, I mean, it's hard to not choose an album like that because it's kind of like a best of it's a best of with an orchestra come on man how do you get any better than that right like choosing the live album of i mean it is also live it is a live album. like when we did a previous podcast i chose i couldn't choose a, an album from a band and i said i'll give you a live album that's yeah. kind of like a cheat instead of doing great no, so it, was, it was a good choice it, it, i agree i will go ahead and say that is the only metallic album that i also own oh hey so that's nice. one reason why we do a podcast together because if you haven't found out over what 50 three episodes that we have some 
similar taste. So similar. I'm over here just kind of laughing because we're we're nice. similar in that boat. So I'm right there with you. I like the the more hard rock side of Metallica. Very good. So here we go. We have Metallica's Reload. Jay, tell us what you think here. Positive, negative, good song, bad song. What are we thinking? I think it's great tones. I mean, it's pure 90s, like I said. It's 90s gold in terms of the evolution of the 90s. You know, you kind of start off with very reverbed, uh, well, never mind, kind of change that. But uh, a lot of 90s <laughs> kind of sounds distant uh, coming out of the 80s and then kind of hone the craft of also the evolution of technology at the time and recording and yeah. kind of the crossover from tape into digital. And so I, I, I feel like the guitar tones on this. Now, others might not like it because if they're more Metallica metal fans, Metallica, Metallica excuse me, of course, may, maybe you're thinking, no, these are not good tones. But I think these are good hard rock tones that yes, I'll probably are. reference. I mean, Fuel and Memory Remains and Fixer at the end. I mean, they're just cool tones throughout that mm -hmm. i think it's a good reference except for lars's kick drum it's still very metallica yes and i can't stand that kick drum sound no i can't either but that is i, I can look past it though it, i don't even know if it's metal because you hear metal that i mean does does have that click but that's definitely lars so i give them credit they figured out their sound and that's lars's sound yep i just i'd rather hear a kick drum than a kickbox or whatever it sounds like that it just doesn't sound very good <laughs> so the opener fuel, I think it's great. Uh, I guess I should say also, sorry, take a step back. I don't know if I'll purchase this. Okay. I think uh, maybe similar to last album, last podcast, how you said, you know, you might add a lot of the Wigs songs to a playlist. Yeah. And so now I know where some of these songs live. I just, I never got into Metallica in terms of after, you know, with S&M, it was kind of cool. And I said, okay, I know these songs and you hear a lot of these songs on the mm -hmm. radio. I just didn't know where a lot of these songs live on the album, other than the Black Album, but I probably don't even know the Black Album, honestly. So now I know where Fuel comes from. Now I know where their memory remains. I think, I think those are the two most popular ones, right? Off of this record? Yeah, yeah probably. So I, I might go back and listen to Load, if that's the better one. I think they're both about the same, in my opinion. They're both gotcha. about equally, you know... So I think though fuel is super catchy. Uh, I think the memory remains starts off really catchy. Carpe DM baby is kind of catchy too. I thought uh, Prince Charming had this kind of Motley Crue vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Kind of eighties Motley Crue, kind of not really metal. What mm -hmm. is Motley Crue like? Uh, hair metal. Hair metal. Yeah. But if I have to pick a song, I'm gonna go to left field, I guess. Okay. Or right field. I'm mm -hmm. gonna go into the grandstand. Let's say. And I would usually pick Fuel because I think it's a cool opener and it just kind of starts off and it still sounds like Metallica in a way. Oh, yeah. But I think one that I found on this album that I'm actually really surprised I never heard before is the final track, Fixer. 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 Yeah, it has, what, three X's in it. Yep. Fixer. Fixer. It's got kind of cool lyrics, kind of talking about like a, I think a father-son relationship, something going on or family and- yep fixing and things like that. It actually, funny enough, I, it took me a while, but it reminds me of something. And so it really reminds me of Turn the Page, which came out, I had to look it up, maybe Turn the Page came out the next year, their cover. Yeah. All right, so about yeah, 98. Yeah, the Garage Inc. album. Maybe they recorded it around the same time because a, lot of, the, a lot of the tones in the guitar in this in the background. So again, so what I like about Fixer is that just to pick something off the radar, right? Again, okay. maybe we'll play Fuel in a little bit so that usually it'd be Fuel, but Fixer, it's got this cool like background guitar kind of 
distant guitar, probably Kirk's playing it, that it just, it, it sounds different. It sounds more alternative, not quite metal. Yep. It has clean guitars in the chorus. They work well. And then the second half has kind of like an old school 70s hard rock Leslie swirling effect on his voice. And it's a really long song too. So of course we can't play all of this. So I'd very much say everybody, please go listen to this. And for a final song on an album, it's not the usual quieter song. Mm -hmm. So I think it's cool. Fixer. It's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, it does. It's quiet. It's loud. I think it's super cool. I'm really surprised that this is Metallica, honestly. Yep. Um, but Metallica metal has that kind of change, and it it has a story to it. So I like this side of Metallica versus like the thrash 80 side of Metallica. I would definitely agree with you there, yes. So I don't know. I'll just have to stop talking about fiction. I was just really blown away by that one. Uh, and then Fuel. So I'll go ahead and play Fuel because if I don't pick Fixer, I'll have to pick <laughs> Fuel because it's just a super cool song. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. It was a staple of the radio in the 90s. Yep. Everybody knows Fuel. It, it's on this S&M album. I remember it sounded super cool. So It's really good on that album. And then also, if I had to choose another one, The Memory Remains. Uh, those are just the, the top songs for me. Uh, I'm going to go easy, and I'm just going to cut to the chase. Low Man's lyrics, not my favorite, and I think it's the worst song in this album. Really? Yeah, I just don't like it. Look, I'm not going to deny that it's not the best song on there, but you talk about Metallica trying something different. Yeah. That's them really trying something different there. It's it's trying. I don't think it right, succeeds. Whatever. Also, Fine. The Unforgiven 2, I have on my show notes, lame but cool. I think it's kind of lame what? that they bring back a theme. And I, I've read into, I guess they have a three and maybe a four. Yes, they, they yeah. I don't uh, know about the four. I know they have a three. Maybe a three. Maybe at they least. have a four. I, don't I, know. I I was blown away. I go, haven't I heard this before? I don't know about this. So it's kind of cool. Wow. But I also think it's kind of lame in terms of its recycling. So um, yeah, if I didn't have to pick Lowman's lyric, I'm going to pick The Unforgiven too because The Unforgiven is a great song. It's a very good song. It doesn't have to come back. Unforgiven too is a cool song because it continues the story. And even how, you know, on the, the title is Unforgiven like part two, but then in the lyric it's, oh, you're unforgiven too, because yeah, you're yeah, unforgiven yeah. too, T-O-O. I thought that was really cool, you know, like it's a cool song, man. It, again, it's lame but cool. It is not a lame. Oh, God. Um, Whatever. Yeah, anyway, so my pick I'll go for again. The best is Fixer. 
Cool. If I don't pick fuel and then low man's lyric, it's the quiet song. They're trying something. Also just to add in on, on uh, low man's lyric, it's low in James register. Yeah, it, it just is. doesn't sound good. And when he started singing up higher, I swore and still swear it's Steven Tyler singing. Maybe. And I is. thought it was like a, a, a guest vocal. I go, is there featuring Steven Tyler Maybe of Aerosmith? But he just, it, it just doesn't work. It just, no, <laughs> low man's lyric just doesn't work. And all the other songs, I will say, all the other songs are pretty rocking for a hard rock album. Yeah. And if I have to choose one, I'm just going to go easy. The quiet song. I, I hear you. Low man's lyric. Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of got that. Uh, oh, gosh. You know, the whiskey in the jar feel that comes out yeah. later well, on. Well, that's on much better. Grudgy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's cool. I like it. I don't think it's a bad song. I think you're wrong there, but whatever. Uh, overall, they, I think this is an okay album. I think it, like I said before, it could have been an EP. Like I would say the first four songs, then get rid of everything else except for Fixer. And, you know, so you release the five songs, call it a day. I think that would be a better record. Uh, but again, Carpe Diem, Baby, and Prince no. Charming are kind of cool. No, they're not good. Maybe they're, have I'm somebody sorry. else sing those songs? Maybe. Look, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there and people could hate me for it. I think Jason Newstead actually has a very good voice. And when you see him live and how he adds to background vocals live, I think he does a great job. So I think he could have possibly tackled that. That's true. Okay. Uh, so Fuel, starting off the album Fuel, that is a song I used to listen to constantly right before I would go run a cross-country race. That would be, I had a certain playlist going, and this was back in the day where I'd have to change the CD out of my CD player, like my little portable CD player, on the bus on the way to the cross-country meet. And then uh, Fuel was always the one I listened to very last, you know, and I would think about it while I was running the race, like, it was a really cool song to have. You're saying that because it was skipping? Because CDs back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, they skipped a lot. Anyways, that's a funny, I'm just saying, kids today, you don't know how good you have it. Kids today, you have no idea. I think Devil's Dance is actually a cool song. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean that that opening nice bass. The, the bass is just cool. It's not hard to play. The drums not hard to play, but it's it's just cool. It's kind of like got a little groove to it. Cool name, Devil's Dance. Yeah. I, I agree. Yep. Um, again, I've already defended Unforgiven too. I'm not going to say anything else about it. I think it's a good song. I, I think it's a cool continuation. Uh, but the best song on this album, the best song, is Memory Remains, featuring Marianne Faithful. That's a good track. I, I think I mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah, Fuel and then Memory Remains. That's the top two songs it's, in this album. I, great. I love that song. I love it live. I love it on this album. Um, I love Marianne Faithful's vocals, the raspiness of them. If you don't know, she was popular in the 60s, did stuff with Rolling Stones. But like her voice is just really gravelly and just, you know, and it's very creepy and eerie. The music video for this is actually really cool. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I think they even did MTV did a making a video episode on it. So, cause it was just that neat and how they made it. Uh, but overall, I just think it's a great song. And if you have not seen the live version of it with the orchestra, with S and M, go and check it out because the la 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 parts that Marianne does are done by the crowd 
in that version. And it's really cool because the band gets quiet and then you hear the orchestra still doing their little thing. It's, it's just really, it's a creepy song. It's a great song to me. It's better than a lot of the quote unquote metal songs that they released in the eighties and early nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean the way it starts too, it's got the heavy guitar and James's vocals and then it comes in and it's catchy. And so, yeah, I think it has, I said it before, a little something for everybody. So it's a really good pick. I agree. Yeah. I'm not no, I'm not gonna waste people's time on the other songs that are coming other than Fixer, because I think Fixer is actually like like you said, it's a very good song. It's uh in I like the length of it because that actually does the length of the song ties back to the stuff from the eighties. You know, the the songs then were much longer for them. What I will say though, is where the album drops off is literally the very next song, Better Than You, is I'm just going to say it. It's hot garbage. That is some of the worst graveling vocals I've ever heard. There's so many bands out there that do a better job with like the raw vocals. It's just, it's not good. It seems weak. It seems like tired. They didn't, weren't even trying on this one. And this goes back to what I was saying that load was supposed to be a double album, but halfway through they're like, man, we'll do this. We'll work on these songs later, whatever from better than you down, except for the fixer it sounds like these songs should have just been left off the record and I, I stand by that and people might not like that, but that's, that's my feeling and I'm sticking with it. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, did they have a record company obligation? They probably did. And they said, Oh, if instead of one album, we can knock out two albums. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. Us. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. No, they little, probably did. Little did they know, uh, Napster then would rip it all apart a few years <laughs> later. <laughs> Oh, Lars. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. The, but I'm actually just surprised. I've never listened to this album in yeah. that I thought some songs were kind of cool, not entirely Metallica Yeah, for Metallica. Um, they're actually back, right? They just have a new album. Yeah, they put a new one out. Yeah, kind of uh, sounds... Was it 72 Seasons or something like that? Yeah, sounds a little bit more original Metallica, maybe. So th- th- this is interesting. Load, Reload, both went like multi-platinum and stuff like that. But you could see that Reload didn't get the best reviews. And then a couple years later, St. Anger comes out. And that just like angered everybody. Haha, <laughs> St. Anger. Uh. And then like Metallica decided to take that hiatus. They made that documentary, Some Kind of Monster, uh, which if you haven't seen it, I actually found it to be quite enjoyable and interesting because, you know, it shows the dynamics of a band who is literally a family and how you have to sometimes fight with each other and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I know some people really don't like that, uh, that documentary, but whatever, that's, that's their opinion. They come out later with death magnetic and I do not own that record, but I remember when it first, like when I heard a song on the radio for the first, I was like, ah, oh, that's better. That's better. You know, like I was, I was happy to hear that. Cause I mean, Saint uh, Saint awfulness is what it should be called. Saint Anger, but are there singles from yeah Saint Anger or Death Magnetic? I mean, this I think or is so. this? I know there's singles, but you know, from S and M, like this, 
I, I think of Metallica, and again, as an outsider fan. Yes, we not a fan. We are definitely not fans of Metallica, but outsider fans. If they're going to tour on, let's play things that you know. Yeah, they're probably going to play up until. 80s 90s metallica oh totally like i just wonder how many songs like what saves this is the two first top two songs totally. on this album and that sold it so after that though you know if the songs aren't there then they don't sell an album if the album's True. still not good so which is interesting in today's time too i don't know maybe the the latest album they released a song and a song you know some singles yeah. but with you know there's not radio there anymore are they do they have the singles like they used to I don't, know. I don't know. Does it even matter? I but, guess not. I mean, with the way the we'll music's see. going today, it doesn't matter at all. There's so many bands now. I, I've, I've noticed this a lot with a lot of bands that are literally releasing their albums, just as you're saying, like one song at a time. Like, so on a Monday, they'll put this one out with like a lyric video. And then on Wednesday or Friday, they might put the next one out and then so on and so forth. And I've seen a lot of bands do that. And it seems to I, I, I be successful for them. Because it's more social media and it's yeah. more getting people to talk. And the more you talk and then... And the album is secondary. Correct. But really. I've seen a lot less music videos because of it. And that's kind of a bummer. I kind of miss those like dramatic music videos and, and whatnot. I, I don't know. Like a thriller. Yeah. Well, no. No. <laughs> no. Why do you do this to me? I, uh, I just swear. have like, to. I, just, <sighs> I just have to have some callbacks. Again, we've you covered Thriller it. in the past. If you've not heard that, go back and listen to that. But yes, let's have people go listen to an album that Ryan didn't necessarily. Well, if we recall, Ryan said it was actually decent, but would never be buying. Right. But you know, at the same time, I'm going to get a lot of hate again. You know, let's let's always call back on the stuff that Ryan gets hate on. Okay, that that's great. Thanks, Jay. Or or this album, right? So let us know. <laughs> so for something a little bit more modern. So you know, '97 this album reload let us know do you agree are you metallica fan i think you have to lump it into maybe two or three categories are you a metallica fan yes or no yeah and then after that does this album do it for you or not and then do you agree with our song so we picked what memory remains and fixer and then better than you or low man's lyric is not the best so paul i hope you're happy out there yeah let us know paul (laughs) let us know what you think man he also suggested guns and roses chinese democracy and again that's an album i'm not going to subject you to because i i just well maybe we'll see i don't own it and i don't plan on owning it. maybe i'll give that one to you i I don't own it either so we'll see but let us know what you think on socials uh website uh thealbumargument.com yep find us on facebook too yeah facebook Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it now. I don't know. And um, yeah, let us know if you have any suggestions for upcoming albums. Please support Metallica and buy all their albums and support them in any way possible. Find them on Spotify, Apple, all that nonsense. You can also do the same with us. Share us with everybody, including Grandma. Uh, that would be great. She actually. Might, I think she likes Metallica. I believe she would. Yeah. And to everybody out there, thank you so much for giving us a try and a listen. We really appreciate it. Again, as Jay said, find us on thealbumargument.com where you can find his Spotify playlist. Until next time, everybody. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. We are out.